0: Welcome to season number four of the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where not only do we want you to get your money, we want you to get your money right. So if you're tired of listening to big banks and broke people on how to live a mediocre financial life, this is the place for you. To find out more about what we do and how we do it, head over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. What's the good news, people? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business. Because I truly believe if we're not good with money, because we don't talk about money, and this show is designed to change just that. I'm your host, the Money Misfit, Jamar DuPont. This is episode number 56, and today we're going to talk about credit. It's been a while since we talked about it, but if you're starting off from scratch, or maybe you've had some pretty bad blemishes on your credit report, today you want to pay attention because I'm going to lay out. We're going to talk about six tips, six tricks that you can use to jumpstart your credit report, your credit score, even if you've had some blemishes in the past, or maybe you don't have any credit at all. So stay tuned for that. If this is your first time tuning in, I'd like to say welcome, welcome, thank you, thank you for being here. I don't know how you found me, but I appreciate you being here. This is a different type of personal finance podcast. We talk about money as it relates to real life, how you can use money to achieve the things that you wanna achieve, live the life that you wanna live, raise a family that you wanna raise. And go see the things you want to see and all that good stuff. And so if you want to find out more about what we do, how we do, how we think, and all that good stuff, head over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. And consider becoming one of the misfits. Also join us in our brand new Facebook group. We are just getting that started, so I'm excited about that. Um, So check that out. Check that out. Also, if you want to see listen. To All of our archived episodes, they're all there as well on the website, or you can see it right there in your favorite podcast player as well. So today's episode, we're going to try to be quick. Uh, We got a new segment with a listener question. I think you're going to like that one. Uh, And of course, we're going to talk about uh, the credit as well. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and read our review for today. I love these reviews, guys. Y'all just keep bringing them in. It makes me feel so nice. So, so happy. Uh, This one is from uh, Mika W.L.M. I think it's Mika or Micah. Not really sure. but We're going to read it out. It says this is such a great podcast. Jamar's passion about educating the masses on handling money right bleeds through this podcast. It's refreshing to see someone I can relate to talk about money. Sometimes listening to shows about personal finance can be daunting and out of reach. However, Jamar's approach speaks to regular people who want to be better with the way they handle money. He is transparent and telling us how he is able to manage his household finances with his wife that stays home while bringing home a firefighter salary. Thank you, Jamar, for your passion, dedication and transparency. Thank you, Mika. That really does bless me a whole lot. I really do appreciate these reviews uh, If y'all keep reviewing and keep listening. I'm going to keep talking and keep doing that. So, uh, again, thank you so much. And if you would like to leave a review, head over to uh, iTunes or Stitcher or whatever p- Podcast player, you listen to, or just go to yourmoneyright.com forward slash review, leave us a review in iTunes. It really, really does help the show. It helps our transparency. It gives some social proof that people are actually listening to it. And a lot of times, iTunes will uh, show up, show us up on their premiere or their featured podcast. So that way, we help the uh, podcast grow because that's pretty much the only way we do that. Help it grow is through you, you sharing it out. I don't really spend any money. Uh, for advertising and stuff like that because we're not making any money off this thing. But uh, <laughs> so share this thing out and then feel free to leave a review. That would be super, super helpful. So let's get on with the show. Let's talk about how to get this credit jumped off from scratch. So whether you've had bankruptcies, whether you've had judgments, whether you've had or don't have any credit at all. Maybe you're like me at one point and You were following the Dave Ramsey deal and you cut up all your credit cards. You said you're going to live your life without credit. But then you realize that's kind of stupid. This is the show for you. Now, I'm not saying it's stupid. You can live your life without credit if you want to. OK, but here's the deal. Here's what I found. Uh, having a good credit score is not that difficult. Right. Number one. Number two, it saves you money. And I wasn't going buy my house cash. That's just that's just what it, what it came down to. I wasn't going to buy my house with cash. And believe it or not, and I'm going to do another show on this one uh, some other time, but it actually costs you money to buy cash. I'm gonna let that linger in your ear for a little bit. But understand that there is a cost to using cash that a lot of people don't calculate. But we'll talk about that another time. But those are some of the reasons why you want to get your credit score right. Well, one, it's it's easy to do, especially once you know how. I'm going to teach you how to do that. If you haven't listened to the the three part credit series before, go back and listen to that. I'll throw those links in the show notes. But I talked about how to rethink your credit and really how to really master this whole thing. Today, I'm going to give you a few more tips and tricks on how to get this thing started, Uh, some practical stuff you can use to to jump it off, even if things have gone bad and you can't get approved for a loan and uh, you can't get approved for a credit card and stuff like that. There are some workarounds uh, that help you get started because this is better than credit repair. One of the issues I have with credit repair is, yes, it can delete things off your credit report, but doesn't mean your credit score is going to get to the maximum possible place because you don't have any good things on your credit report. So you want to get good stuff on your credit report so you can start the history going. One of the first things that I have people do when I when I work with them is work on their credit score. Because If you can get your credit score over like, let's say, 700, I like to target 750 and above. You can get anything you want out there. You can get the best rates. You can save the most money. And believe it or not. A bad credit score, you believe it because it, it's uh, uh, my listener question is related to that. So we'll talk about that later on. So I'm not going to get into that. If you want to get a good credit score, listen up whether you've had a bad credit or not. So the first tip or trick that I want you to to start with, if you have no credit or you're starting over and you've had some really bad stuff is you want to get yourself a secured credit card. Now, I know you've heard that before, right? You probably or maybe you have maybe you've heard that you need to get a credit card. Maybe you've applied for a credit card and got denied. The thing about secured credit cards is most of the times you're going to be approved. Right. And there's three that I'll talk about today. And if you don't know a secured credit card, all it is, is let's say, for instance, you have five hundred dollars and you deposit five hundred dollars with this bank or credit card company and they give you a credit card limit of five hundred dollars. Right. So the credit is secured by the five hundred dollars. So it's not actually debt. It's just credit. Uh, and I talk about this in that uh, score 750 webinar, which I should do another one, um, that how debt and credit is not the same thing. There's it's a lot of confusion between that. But credit and debt is not the same thing. Uh, a secured credit card proves that when you drop down to 500 or 250 or whatever it is, and they give you a credit limit for the same amount. It's just like if you were going to go into a, a bar and you open up a tab, if you got the money in your account, you don't go into debt when you order your drinks or whatnot. You just get credit. And when it's time to close out, you close it out. You didn't go into debt. Now, if you don't have the money, then that's debt, right? If you don't have the resources to pay for it, then that's debt. But we are gonna talk about that another time. So what I want you to do is go open up a secured card if you don't have any credit cards. Because credit cards are one of those things that we found that boosted our credit scores faster than anything else. Now, there's a couple of uh, credit uh, cards out there. One that's a really popular one is called Open Sky. And again, I'm going to put all these links in the show notes so you don't have to worry about trying to write this stuff down. Open Sky. Open Sky. One of the benefits of Open Sky is is they they don't do a credit check at all. There is no hard pull on your credit report. It's just a soft pull. And when I say soft pull, that means it doesn't count against you when they pull your credit report. Right. So it's a soft pull when they pull it. Uh, And they also report your credit card usage to all three uh, credit bureaus, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, right? Um, The thing about OpenSky, though, is it has an annual fee of $35 a year. I'm not a big fan of cards with annual fees. I try to avoid them. Uh, Now, I say that, but the card that I use the most is my Capital One, I think it's Quicksilver, whatever it is. They actually do have a $39 annual fee. So I do pay a fee on that credit card. I get it waived a lot of times, and I, I use it for almost everything, so I get I get cash back, so I'm not really actually coming out of pocket. But I try to all my other credit cards. I avoid uh, paying fees on those, so um, so it's not my first choice to go with Open Sky, but uh, it's a great choice, especially if you have already have a bunch of inquiries on your account. You've tried to get credit a lot recently, and you've been getting denied. It's a good one for you, uh, so you don't get any more hard hits on your credit report. Uh, Another one is the Capital One secured card. Now, they will do a hard pull uh, credit on your credit report. So you will get that inquiry, but there's no annual fee on this card. Right. And the thing that I like about Capital One is not only will they report to all bureaus, but they will increase your credit limits uh, pretty much every six months if you ask. And when you ask, it's also a soft pull. So there's no more hard inquiries when they need to increase your credit limits part of the strategy of having a good credit score is having a whole bunch of credit available, but using very little bit of it. Right. So uh, it's not about uh, you using all that credit. You don't want to use all the credit. You just want to have a lot of it available. Right. Uh, to, when we first started off, it was only maybe a hundred dollars on a secured card. And it was like 500 today. We're in the tens of thousands of dollars in available credit. Now we don't use all of that. Right. But what what that available credit allows us to do is use our credit cards for pretty much everything, right? Except, you know, our mortgage and stuff like that. But our utilization stays below 10%, 15% because we have so much available credit. We never even get close to the credit limit. And that's how our credit cards, our credit scores start going up and up and up and up. Now we started small, right? So I recommend that you start small. And after I give you this last one, I'll talk about how to do that. Um, the other one is, uh, one United bank, a uh, one United bank is a black owned bank. You guys know how I feel about that. Uh, and they have a, it's a, a $39 annual fee. So it does have an annual fee, but the thing about this credit card is they have a fixed rate on your uh, interest rate. Now, if you use credit cards the way I teach you, you don't even care about interest rates. I don't care if the interest rate is 200%. I never pay interest anyway. Because on every credit card that's out there, and there may be some different, but pretty much every credit card that I've seen, they give you a, a 30 day or 25 day grace period. So if you pay your bill, uh, when the bill comes due, the the things that you charge during that statement period, they don't charge interest on it. So you can use your credit card all you want and not pay any interest on it. And that's how we do it. Uh, there's a big misconception out there. And I did a... Uh, uh, A Facebook live about this in the Facebook group. So that's another reason to make sure you hit up our Facebook group because I'm going to, I'm going to be in there on a regular basis doing videos and Facebook lives with tips and stuff like that, answering questions. So make sure y'all head over there and join that group. Um, so I did a quick video about that this past week, but, uh, if you do credit cards the way we teach you, uh, you won't have to worry about interest rates because we never pay interest anyway. Uh, but if you do have credit card debt that has really high interest rates and you can't qualify for, you know, the a regular card and you're paying 24 percent, 28 percent or whatever it is, this rate is lower and it's a fixed rate. So it can help you kind of move some stuff over and pay that stuff off for cheaper. Uh, but we'll, it's something we'll talk about later. But when you do use your credit cards, like I was saying before, you don't want to carry a balance. Right. A lot of people say you need to carry a balance. So you can pay a little bit of interest on it so you can get uh, credit for using it. You don't want to do that. Right. See the video that I posted in our Facebook group to and I, I proved it why you don't want to do that. Don't pay interest for nothing. OK. Unless you absolutely have to. You, I mean, you're going to pay interest on your mortgage and, and maybe your car note and stuff like that. But on these credit cards and other things, don't pay any interest if you don't have to. Right. And on your credit cards, you absolutely do not have to. Now check this when you get your credit card right you get your secure card however however denomination it is however it's denominated right sometimes it's uh you know fifty dollars sometimes it's five hundred dollars sometimes it's two hundred sometimes it's a thousand it just depends on what you decide to deposit if you have a hundred dollar credit limit remember you want to keep the spending what you use on it down below thirty percent so if you have a hundred dollar credit limit you don't you have a $30 credit limit, okay? If you have a $1,000 credit limit, you don't. You have a $300 credit limit. Does that make sense? So you never wanna use more than 30% of your credit limit ever at any given time. You don't wanna charge that much on it at all. If you do charge more than 30% on your cards, you wanna pay it off or pay it down below 30%, Before the statement date closes and the statement date is the day that they, you know, basically close the account and and print your bill and all that good stuff. So you can see what that is uh, in your account, on your online account. But you never want to use more than 30 percent at any given time and keep it below that. So just just view your credit limit as 30 percent of what it actually is. Now, when we first got started, we didn't go out and use our credit cards we still don't go out and use our credit cards for nothing. We still treat our credit cards as secured cards. And I'll have to talk about that later because if I get into that, this is going to be a a, a two hour show. But I'll talk about that later. But what we did do was start with putting Netflix on our card. All right. It was eight dollars, I think, at the time. I, I don't know what Netflix is now. Ten, eleven dollars, something like that. Uh, but it, all we did was put Netflix on it. Right? We knew we were going to pay our Netflix every month. So we charged Netflix on that one card. When the bill came out, we had automatic payments that came through that paid that off. So every month. We got credit for utilizing the card. Right. And we didn't pay any interest. And what happens is six months later, they increased our credit limit. And that's what Open Sky and Capital One and One United Bank will do. They are cards that are designed to help you build your credit when you're coming uh, from a bad situation because you have to build your credit. You can't just take things off and expect you to have good credit. OK, taking things off using credit repair is is good. I, you know, it's it's a good thing that you should do. You should probably do it or, or maybe not. I didn't do it. I just went and started putting good stuff on it. Next thing you know, boom, 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 boom. But, uh, I would start with building your credit first. And these are tips and tricks you can do that. So start with the secured card. The other thing, there's a website out there called self lender, self com. Self lender is a real cool. And this is the second trip. Self lender is a cool deal where it allows you to, uh, yeah, Basically, uh, create a loan, right, an installment loan for yourself. And it has no credit pool. Right. So uh, they have three tiers. Right. They have uh, one that's five hundred fifty dollars, one that's eleven hundred dollars and one that's twenty two hundred dollars. So if you having a difficult time having uh, installment loans or getting loans on your account and you've also had a bunch of uh, inquiries on your report that you don't want and you don't need anymore self lender will actually start you a loan off without pulling your credit. Now, uh, there is a $12 fee for that and you do, you will pay interest. So say for instance, you have a loan for $550, your payments are going to be about 48 to $49 a month. Okay. So there's some interest in there, uh, that you're going to end up paying. And these are one year loans so 12 months. Now you can't pay this off early if you want to. Right. Uh, so if you pay it off, You'll just have a a good a good reporting on your credit says this is paid as agreed. Right. Uh, So you can do that. You can pay it off if you want to kind of get yourself started. Uh, But there is a twelve dollar fee and there will be some interest on there. And it's basically uh, however much you have. If you got like I said, they got three tiers. There's five hundred fifty dollars, eleven hundred dollars and twenty two hundred dollars. And basically what you do, say, for instance, you get the $1,100 one, you are going to deposit $1,100 into into self lender. Now, self lender will put your money into a CD, a 12 month CD. At the end of that 12 months, they will give you your money back with interest. Now, the interest ain't much, (laughs) right? I think it's like 0.1%. So you're not making no money on this. You're going to pay more money in interest than you will get back out of that CD. uh, But that's just kind of one of their selling points to make you feel good about you uh, making a deposit. So they will give you a little bit money, uh, but it's not going to be more than the interest you pay. So that's number two, self lender. Number three, you can do self lender yourself. Right. This is one of the tricks that I learned years and years and years ago. If you're already with a bank or a credit union and you have the let's say eleven hundred dollars or whatever it is. So you got a thousand dollars in a bank. You can ask them for a loan. Using your thousand dollars as collateral. Right. And if you go with it and use it as collateral and ask them not to do a credit pool, they can do that for you. Right. And but you also want to make sure that they will report uh, this activity to the credit bureaus. Now, that's the thing about self lender, self uh, lender, uh, you know, promotes themselves. that they, they will report this account to all three credit bureaus Well, your credit union or your local bank will do the same thing. If you just make sure you ask them. right. Or make sure that they will. So you can also put that thousand dollars in a CD at your credit union. And maybe it's a greater, maybe it's a greater value than what they give you as self lender. Like I said, self lender is just 0.1%. Maybe you get 0.5%, maybe you get 1%. Um, that 1% or whatever it is, is not going to you know make you or break you, but it's a great way to lock that money in uh, for that year and uh, have it as collateral. And that gives them more a, of an incentive To give you credit, give you a loan that you can pay off. Now, the self lender and this method, these are installment type loans. Right. So there's revolving loans uh, like credit cards and and uh, uh, home home equity lines of credit, things like that. And then there are installment loans. Installment loans are basically things that you will pay. uh, Let's say there's a thousand dollar loan and you will pay certain payments until that thousand dollars is gone. Like a credit card, you can just use it whenever you want to use it up to the credit limit and you can reuse it as much as you want. So those are the two differences in those. Now, installment loans are good to add to your mix, right? But your credit cards are going to be the things that really makes, makes the needle move. Right? So uh, let's move on to number four. Number four is you can use a letter of credit. Now, this is one that a lot of people really don't, don't know about. Uh, You can call your utility company, uh, your gas, electric, uh, even your phone bills, Uh, You can get your rental history if you're renting from your landlord. Uh, Usually that will have to be like a notarized letter. But you can send these letters of credit into uh, the credit bureaus and ask them to update your file with this good standing. Right. Say, for instance, you've been renting well for the last five years. Right. And your landlord writes you a notarized letter. You can make a copy of that, send that certified letter into the three credit bureaus. And ask them to update your uh, records. Now, I've heard of people that have done this and some got it done right away. Some had to send it multiple times. But a simple letter of credit is one easy way you can have you paying your utility bills all these years. Your phone bills all these years actually count towards your credit. Now, there's some other uh, tools out there. Um, I know that um, uh, which will be number five. Experian. Experian, Equifax, a couple of them, they have different of, uh, uh, what do you call these? Like these rent these places that will actually take your payments for your rent and your leases and stuff like that and will actually use your rent history and report it to these credit bureaus. I have a whole list of these uh, listed uh, on the site. Uh, but you got places like e-rent payment, uh, rent track, uh, pay lease, Etc. Things like that. These are different websites where if you have uh, if you rent somewhere, you can actually make a payment to them and they will send the payment to your landlord and report your payment history to the credit bureaus. Now, these aren't free. Right. I think they all charge some type of fee, whether small or big. I don't really know. I never had to deal with them. I just know that they're out there and I know that uh, I've talked to people that have used them. And they're also partnered up with all the different credit bureaus and stuff like that. I'll put a link Uh, to these resources, again, in the show notes uh, for this episode, episode number 56, but uh, you can do that as well. So along with the letter of credit, right, from your gas company, your phone company, electric company, you can send that in, but you can also join one of these other platforms uh, like e-rent payment or rent track. And so every time you pay your rent, it gets credited to you uh, for having a good on time record, and this will really be helpful to you, especially in that place where you are looking to buy a house within the next year or two or next couple of months. If you're looking to buy a house, a lot of times uh, what they want to see is that you do have a good history of, of leasing and renting. S- sometimes, if you're at a place where your landlord is not very formal, it's like an informal deal. Uh, they don't necessarily have a lease contract for you to show. Right, this is one way for you can pay them. And it gets reported to the credit bureaus. So when you get ready to buy your house, you have some some history there. Right. So we because we kind of ran into that situation uh, as well, uh, where we had some uh, some history that wasn't a formal landlord type situation. And we got to clear it cleared out. But this is one way you can kind of avoid that kind of delay that we had when we were trying to buy a house. So uh, check that out. And then let's see. Uh, six. Uh, six one is getting added. As an authorized user, excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me. This is a quick and easy way to get a lot of good credit history super fast overnight. Uh, if you are married to somebody who has a let's say a credit card or a really good credit history that has a high limit, uh, but they don't use it very much or has a low utilization and they're always paying on time. You can have them add you to their account or if you have a parent or somebody that cares about you, loves you or whatnot, that doesn't mind adding you to their credit card. You can get added to their account. Now, here's what here's what's cool about this. If they've had that credit card for 10 years and they've been a good customer, they've been on time payments. They don't have any late payments, stuff like that, which you want to make sure they don't, because if they have late payments in the last couple of years, you will get it will count against you. Right. So make sure it's somebody that, you know, is solid with their stuff. But anyway, if they've had this credit card for the last 10 years then you get all 10 years of that, that history added to your account. Right. And that 10 years of history, good standing will make uh, your credit go up significantly and and make you look like a better borrower. Okay. Now uh, when you ask them, they probably going to look you upside your head and probably not going to want to do it, but just let them know that they don't have to actually give you the credit card. They don't have to actually give you access to anything. They can just add you on as an authorized user, But you never have to actually get the credit card. And this is if somebody just wanted to do you a solid and help you out. But at the same time, I got to warn you, if they're late on that deal, that will affect you as well. Some cards out there will allow you to take yourself off once you kind of have it on, if you just kind of need that boost right now. So you will need to double check with that. Uh, But you can't always be removed and stuff like that. So it's not like it's a permanent relationship. Uh, But if they do take you off, when they take you off, it takes that history away takes that history with them. So you'll lose that as well. But these are six things you can do right now, regardless of your credit, regardless of how bad things have gotten for you uh, to get yourself started with getting your credit in order. Right. And you do this. You, of course, you need to make your payments on time. Right. That's 35 percent of your FICO score and even your your Vanta score. you got to make your payments on time. The other 30 percent of your score is how much of that credit that you're using. That's why I stress don't use more than 30 percent of your, your credit card. If you got a limit of 100. No, you got a limit of 300. So keep that in mind. Uh, so those are just kind of uh, the bonus things. If you do have a credit card, there's a quick little other bonus. If you do have a credit card and your utilization is high. One of the things you can do and I mentioned it earlier. One of the things you can do is pay, uh, make a payment on your credit card before the statement date closes. Right? Because on the day the statement date closes is the day they report your utilization to the credit bureaus. So if you can make a payment right before they uh make they close a the statement, it'll look like you've used less of the, the account, which will boost your score. So that's a little uh little tip and trick for that. And also um If you're getting started off, make sure you're checking for errors on your reports. I think they came out and said 86 percent of all credit reports have errors on them. Bad addresses, uh, different names, somebody else with a similar name, misspelled names, all this other stuff. You can get that stuff uh, situated and checked out. A lot of times uh, you can see your credit score get boosted because they'll just have to remove some stuff on there that one doesn't belong to you. uh, Stuff on there that's too old. And things that may be associated with a different address that you may have never been been at, right? So, and you can get your credit report for free at AnnualCreditReport.com. That is the only place where you can get your your actual credit official credit report for free. Uh, you can get one free from each credit bureau per year, right? If you're just starting off, you want to go ahead and get all three. If you you're pretty decent with yours, what you can do is just spread them out over the year, so that way you can kind of see what you got. But a lot of these sites like Credit Karma, Credit Sesame, they're doing real good with allowing you to see uh, at least a sample of your credit report too for free, and you don't have to pay for you know a MyFICO subscription and all that stuff either. So don't worry about that. So hopefully that was helpful. The six things you can do if you're trying to get that credit jumped off from scratch, whether you don't have any credit or you've had a really bad credit history, get a secured card, a self lender. You can do the whole self lender, do it yourself move with your credit union or your local bank. Uh, You can get a letter of credit. Uh, You can be uh, you can make your rent payments to something like uh, e-rent payment or rent track. And you can also get added to somebody else's account as an authorized user and you will adopt their good credit history on that particular card. So those are six things you can do right now, right now to get your credit right. Get that thing jumped off, because remember, no matter how much repair, is done, you still got to get, get good scores and good history in order to jump over that 700 score leap. And that's where all the good money is saved. All right, all right, all right. So let's go to the listener question. Now, this is a new segment on the show. And I thought it'd be cool to answer some listener questions. I think it'll add a different dynamic to the show. And it'll also, Encourage me to be a little bit quicker with my talk sometimes. So, uh, if you have a question for me uh, that you want answered on the air, uh, just head over to the website at yourmoneyright.com forward slash ask. Uh, again, that's yourmoneyright.com forward slash ask. Or you can just ask it in the Facebook group. Uh, I'll pick out questions and stuff like that. To answer on air and if you want to stay anonymous just let me know I'm not going to put your name out here on blast anyway because there's thousands of people that listen to this deal so I'm not going to do that anyway Uh, but I thought this would be a good dynamic uh, to get some questions answered and to help everybody out so this question came in let's say from E and uh, E writes hold on I lost it already E writes I was hoping to see if I can get some quick advice I'm uh, really in a terrible deal with my car note Interest rate is 26%. Monthly note is 863 on a uh, four-year-old uh, SUV. Uh, I was uneducated, fresh out of bankruptcy when I did this. I still owe $21,000. Refinancing is not an option without a substantial down payment. Should I bite the bullet and do a voluntary repo? What would Mr. Dupas do? Thank you for your time and your attention to the issue. Right. So, this is an interesting one, and this is one that I get a lot. And um, I picked this one out because uh, uh, this is somebody who's supported the show quite often, shared the show out, and I know that they don't mind talking about this. And of course, like I said, I'm not going to put nobody out and blast. So, Uh, that is a tough situation. You just come out of bankruptcy or just come out of a bad break or maybe you don't know any better. Maybe you've gone to a dealership and the only thing they want to know is uh, what your payments you want to look like, because that's how they try to sell your cars these days. And so you get yourself in a bad situation. The car gets upside down and you don't have like the gap insurance. Right. It's one of the things that they're selling a lot nowadays is gap insurance. Gap insurance is basically insurance. That you can buy. So if something happens to your car, that they'll cover the difference. Say, for instance, your car's you owe twenty one thousand, like this situation is, uh, and you get into a wreck and they told it, but your car's only worth ten thousand, right? They'll give you ten thousand, but you still owe eleven thousand dollars on a car. Gap insurance will cover you for the eleven thousand dollars on that car because insurance companies, for the most part, if you owe more than what the car is worth, they're only going to give you what the car is worth, right? Uh, and if, if the cost to replace, if the cost to replace the car is more than what the car is worth, they, they're just going to total it out and it's going to write you a check, uh, for the value of the car. So always be mindful of that when you're buying cars, think about the resale value of these cars. And when you're getting car notes, especially, this is the problem with car notes, uh, is that you can get in this situation where you're upside down and there's not a whole lot you can do about it. There is some things you could do about it, but uh, for the most part, for the average person who lives right up to their limits, they get stuck. Now, uh, this particular person is having no issue actually making the payments, but $800-something a month for a car is a lot of money. It's a big chunk of change, and you can be driving a really nice car for $800-something, but at 26%, uh, that's what happens, right? You're trying to establish yourself. You need a whip. You You need a way to get around. Maybe you don't have the cash right now. Uh, and then we go and we do things like this, we put ourselves in some situations. Now, normally what I would say is, uh, refinance, right? In in that situation, uh, refinance was not possible, right? For whatever reasons. Okay. So there's other things you can do when you're in a situation, right? If you're having a difficult time, uh, paying the payments, it, it makes it even more difficult, right? Uh, if you are not having a difficult time making the payments, a lot of times what the best course of action is to try to free up some money and pay extra chunks on it. Right. I'm going to do a show or probably not going to do a show because it's kind of hard to illustrate this. Uh, but there's a concept called interest cancellation. Right. I'm, maybe I'll do a video, a webinar on interest cancellation. A lot of times, if you make a payment, if you look at when you make a payment on a mortgage or a car note, there's two parts of the payment. Right. So say your payment is five hundred dollars a month. A uh, One hundred dollars may go towards the principal. Right. Or what you actually owe on the car. And four hundred dollars may actually go to just interest alone, especially if you in a house. If you in a house, you look at your your amortization schedule, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, cars is not as drastic because they don't stretch out over that long period of time. But anyway, part of your payment is interest and part of your payment is is on the principal. Right. And how they charge your interest is based on what is owed on the car on the car that day or that month. Right. So say, for instance, you split 50 50. It's 250 for interest, 250 for the principal on the, on the $500 car note. If you actually add another 250 onto that car note, what happens is you save 250, right? So you actually leapfrog an interest payment from the following month. Now you'll still have to pay your payment the next month. But that $250 of interest, you cancel it, right? It magically disappears. Now uh, I'll have to do a visual on this to show you how this really works. This really works magic for your mortgages because there are longer terms because it's not about the interest rate. It's about the term that matters. It's the interest cost. That's the most important part. The big banks have gotten us to believe that we should be worried about interest rates, and it's not interest rates. And I'll prove that to you at another time. Um, but what I would probably do if I was her in her shoe in her shoes uh, for this particular car note is I would practice interest cancellation and get this thing paid off as fast as possible. Uh, another option I would do uh, if it were me. Right. Um, I uh, Let's say, for instance, you had a, a line of credit. Right. Of uh, twenty one thousand. Right. I would see if I can transfer that, uh, that debt to a lower costing, uh, line of credit, so to speak. Right. So say for instance, I had a line of credit that was $25,000, right? And if it was attached to my checking account, now this is not an advanced deal. I probably shouldn't even got into it on the podcast, but I've already started talking. So I'm gonna keep going. Um, if I got a, a, a line of credit of $25,000, right now you only get these if you've been working on your credit and stuff like that. So I'm just, just, give you the story. If I had a line of credit of $25,000, I would take $21,000 out of that line of credit and drop it and pay off that uh that car note. Now, put that 21,000 into my line of credit and then pay my line of credit off using uh using my paychecks and my cash flow. So I've saved that 875, right? And every time I get paid, I would put that paycheck into my line of credit and then work my and pay my bills out of that line of credit. Now that sounds really, really complicated and I'm gonna have to do a visual on that, but that's what I would do if you ask him what I would do in that situation. Now, what about voluntary repo? Okay, can you voluntarily repo, basically give the car back? You absolutely can do that, but here are the things, right? One, you'll have it on your credit, right? It's gonna be on your credit report. Now, You can go through credit repair companies and stuff like that and get a lot of these types of stuff taken off if you are willing to pay for that and do it yourself. Uh, So a lot of people, they're not afraid of that. But here's the deal. If you do give the car back and it's only worth $13,000, but you still owe $21,000 on the car. Then they can still technically come after you for that. That difference of $13,000 and $21,000, which I think is what $8,000. So they can still come after you for that eight for the $8,000 right if you if you gave the car back so that's something that you need to think about and you don't necessarily solve all your problems because now you got to figure out uh, how you're gonna come up with the eight thousand dollars and how you're gonna get a car from now on because now you don't have a car right that's why I said initially what you should probably do is just keep paying this thing and, and get it done with and and go ahead and just eat the mistake and, and and be done with it but a lot of times it's difficult to do that especially once you get yourself woke to to actually what you're paying and how you're getting ripped off. The damage has already been done. When you do a car loan or a mortgage, the interest is front loaded. So most of the interest you've paid has already been paid out in the front half of it. So that money has already been lost. It's gone, right? Uh, But what you don't want to do is put yourself in a worse situation where you don't have transportation or that you get into an even worse loan later on if somebody will give you a loan, right? especially if you decided to do the whole repo thing. The other option that you have is to see if you got a family member, somebody that would put you under a better, uh, better contract. If you know somebody that have some, some money that wouldn't mind loaning you some money. There's a lot of people out there, believe it or not, you got some grandparents, some aunts and uncles, they got money sitting around. They got some home equity, things like that, that they wouldn't mind making 6% or 7% or 10% on that money. You're already paying somebody else 20, percent. 25, 26%. I can't, can't remember exactly what the percentage was. But if I went to somebody that had the extra money, say, hey, loan me $21,000, I'll pay you a 6% interest or 10% interest. It's a whole lot better <laughs> than what I was paying already at 24% interest, which is just ridiculous amount of interest to pay. But um, that would be the other option. So these are the things that I would explore before I would do the voluntary repo. But that is an option for people. But just remember, it's going to set you back. Uh, On the credit aspect of it, and you can still owe that money, that $8,000 difference, and you still need transportation. So, hopefully, that was helpful. Uh, That was just off the top of my dome and kind of how I would handle that. And so, that is the listener question of the day. So, if you have a listener question you want me to ask or even think about or go through and talk about, go over to yourmoneyright.com forward slash ask and ask away. Just fill out that form there. Uh, Again, it will be anonymous. I'm not going to put you out on Blast Street. And all that good stuff. So if you want to do that head over that. So that's all I got for today. That is the show. What do you think about the new format? All right. Quick and easy. Was it too fast? Was I talking too fast? Was it too short? Was it too long? Do you like the Q&A? I think I like the Q&A. I think I like the Q&A. I think we're going to keep it in the future. And especially if we get a bunch of them, maybe we'll do whole shows just on uh, question and answers by itself. Because I like these things. I think these are situations I get this stuff asked to me all the time. and. People probably don't ask you about it. So you probably never even thought about what you would do if you had this big gap in your car, if your car got totaled and you owed a lot more on it or you're upside down. What are the things you can do uh, to help yourself? And I'll do some more research on that and look into that a little bit further as well and come back with maybe a show on how, what you can do to uh, help yourself if you are upside down. And I hope I didn't confuse anybody with the whole line of credit thing. I have to do a course and a class on that. That is an advanced technique. And not to be taken lightly because you can get yourself in more trouble if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't have your money right. It works for us because the way we do our money, we do our system. Even with our line of credit, we don't actually pay any interest on it. And uh, <laughs> I'll show y'all uh, how to do that uh, some other time, I promise you. So with that being said, that's all I got. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, come over to the Facebook group. Come say hi. Introduce yourself. If you are married, you must invite your spouse So you all can get on the same page Let's grow this thing together Uh, And again if you got any questions Feel free to ask That's my show for today I appreciate you so much for listening I really do I love you And God bless I said we're talking about money 7